All right, everybody, welcome back to a very special episode of Ghosts in the Scene 2022. I'm your host, Gio Chumpatazzi, and I am back with my co-host, Rob Thomas. Rob, how are you? Oh, my goodness. Gio, guys, gals, exes, wise spirits, and all, it is so good to be back in your ear holes. You know, it's it's been a minute. Thank you for, for you know, sticking with us all this time. It is just like but it's just coming back home you know and mm. and you all are our home uh, at least for the next you know like 45 minutes or so exactly you know uh being gone for this long it makes you really aware of the the silence in the multi you know multimedia uh, when it comes to ghosts ghost representation and just frankly spiritual awareness it's just not something that people like to talk about. It's not a subject that is is broached on on the airwaves much. And I noticed the vacuum. I felt it, and I felt a pull back to this podcast. Uh, it feels good to be back. And uh, like you said, this is home. If ET were phoning, we'd be we'd be get, picking up the phone right now. Hello, ET. Yes, you can come right here because because you're home too. You made it. You, you made, made it, it, ET, and you know, Joe. You know, I've almost had like a funny other experience where, when I did hear stories about the the spiritual and the ghost, it was, you know, to use the 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 term, you know, like the the kitschy term. It's all it's all fake news. Yeah, right. There's a lot of imposters out there that were trying to fill the void that we have, and it really, um, really showed to me the importance of what we do and also that we are so recognized out in the world that the minute we step away others try to to claim the throne mm. and it is it is you know they they need a they, they they're trying to get on that little step stool that little ottoman to get up on the throne it is still much too high much yeah. too high keep climbing suckers uh because it ain't gonna happen we're back and we're we're still rising we're like a good souffle, right? We're, we keep on going up. And the thing about it is 2022, as far as everybody knows, numerology, right? 2022, 2022s. How many twos is that? I mean, Who's I, don't, to say? I don't want to do the math. That's going to take the whole podcast. But, I mean, we, we are working in heavy numerology years, uh, the, the 2020s especially, but I mean, just this whole century is is crazy with, with the way that these numbers add up. There's definitely sixes somewhere hidden in that 2022. So uh, just everybody get ready. This year is going to be heavy, and we came back for a reason. Um, but before we get into the new year, Rob, uh, what have you been up to? I know uh, before we left, we had been talking about going to medical school. And um, I, I went to medical school. I passed flying colors, summa cum laude. And nice. I, I'm now working in, in the surgery room um, out in Cedar sinai I, You know, I was going to mention that. I noticed that, you know, you were grabbing scalpels. And I noticed there's like, a, a lot of action around you. And that's, that's amazing. Geo, I mean, like, I know you're logging your hours. And that's what you got to do when you're starting out. You got to log the hours. So the fact that you're able to, to join 
the show in the middle of surgery um, is commendable. And I think it shows like the commitment that that you have for the show. And, you know, my, my hat is off to you. Uh, and like that, that's a big, it shows big commitment. You know, I realized really early on into my education that I was terrified of blood. And I, I didn't realize that before I had, you know, paid for tuition and everything. And luckily I had a teacher that was understanding in my, my surgeries. And he said, you can do it with your eyes closed. He said, I do it with my eyes closed all the time. And so once I, I understood that you can do it with your eyes closed and let your soul do the cutting, then you're working with grace, right? You're working with a higher power. And with this help of the podcast and all of my experience in the paranormal, I was able to start our own little club, right? Our paranormal club, because I mean, it happens, you lose patients, but it doesn't mean you have to lose them as a friend, right? I mean, they, they live on as ghosts and you could still, you know, I mean, no harm, no foul. You see, you know, like I've, I've learned that apologies go a long way when it comes to surgery. If there's an accidental mishap, you know, I, and I always have to say, Hey man, I'm doing it with my eyes closed. Give me a break. So that went really well, and but they moved me because they saw how paranormally inclined I was. They said, you're, you're too good for, for the living. You have to work on, on, on something else. So they got me working in phantom limb removal. Oh, wow. Now, that is some interesting work. Yeah. Now, I, 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 I find that fascinating. We've been talking about, but I would uh, I assume our, our listeners, there's a lot of listeners that would be very interested to hear more about this groundbreaking work that you're doing, Gio. It, it was honestly with the um, benefit of having a good teacher that believed in what I was doing. You know, like, honestly, the, the teachers that I had in, in college before this, when I would try to, you know, channel spirits during exams, they would get angry and they'd say that's cheating. And I'd say I'm using the universe as, as like my calculator. So how could, you know, how is that cheating? But they didn't understand that. My, my doctor, um, I, and he is my personal doctor now, um, he helped me through this. And uh, he's, he's going to go anonymous for a while. But uh, he, he's a famous doctor. I'll tell you that right now. Wow. And uh, he helped me through my, my education. And now I'm doing full-time phantom limb removal. And so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll let you uh, in on, on, on the little intricacies of, of, of the cutting that goes into that maybe off pod because it is a multi-million dollar industry that's uh, sprouting up. So uh, that's been wh where I've been. Uh, what about you? How have, how have you used these past few months? Yeah, I mean, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, there's just so much loss going on. So I've been thinking about more of uh, what can I add? You know, mm. like we need to start balancing out this this equation there's there's a little too many numbers on one side so we need to start balancing this out a little more so i've been figuring out how to create life you know what uh it, it's pretty wild stuff um the equation of life the equation of life it takes about nine months and that's know, but, groundbreaking speed yeah that's and you know that's about the fastest I think that's about that's about the fastest you can make make it. So, um, you know, I'm 
especially when you consider Joe, like, you know, we're, we're like over 30. Yeah. So to do it in nine months, that's, that's pretty good. That's really fast. You know, you need a partner as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, It takes two, Uh, you know, two plus two equals one actually. Uh, That's interesting how that works. That's, you know, that's where, that's what really, once I figured that out, Mm -hmm. that was the game changer. Or Um, like one plus one equals one. That's also, that's also true. That's also true. A lot of things equal one. Right. Right. It all comes back to, to the one. Uh, And James Brown, I think said that. It all. Yeah, he did. Uh, And it's, you realize, you know, as soon as you tap into those older resources of, of knowledge, mm-hmm. um, you realize how long this magic has been around for, and there's nothing new under the sun. Um, Sages, you know, have been creating life. You know, mages, you know, have had this secret held, and you were able to tap into that. And, and, and it seems like, like, so did it work out? Like what, what happened? How, how did your research, you know, come to fruition? Uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, it is one of the most incredible things ever. To, uh, it, it's not the most incredible thing that has ever happened to me. I, I do have um, a son now, Whoa. a little version. So it's really life-changing, you know, Gio. Like, you know, Ghost in the Scene can go on to the next generation. Oh my God. At this point, right? It's like a little part of my own soul, my own spirit that is that is transferred to this other being. And it's amazing. This this child is is so inclined to the paranormal. This child is already speaking words. This Whoa. child's first words was I see dead people. Oh my God. I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less. I mean, you've been to the ghost dimension. Mm-hmm. You have to imagine that that part of your soul, you know, has been imparted to him. He has otherworldly knowledge and babies. I mean, if you if you watch the documentary Baby Geniuses, they oh, know things beyond their years. Yes, and they're so close to that other side, the other realm. So I'm not surprised. I mean, there's you know, my my wife heard it, it's like no, she thought he might have said, "I see, uh, dad, people." Oh, like yeah. he's he's addressing the room. Right. I, I, okay. I see dad. I see dad. People. People. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it, there's, there's obviously as any scientific group there, you don't always come to consensus. Right. But, but you know, I'll see him look around. He's like, well, well, and he's like, he's seen dead people. Oh yeah. And you know, the good thing about babies is that uh, for, for a lot of the time they're asleep, you know, mm-hmm. they're, 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 you know, using their their mind, doing other things, they're growing, right? They're expanding, and so that time, like, is their spiritual like nesting. They start to like pull out their spiritual feelers more than anything, and that's when they're they're most psychic, when they're when they can't speak, when they can't really even you know tell you what they're seeing because if they did, they would tell you the winning numbers to the lottery. Yeah, and that's what they're doing. Like when they're doing that, you know, that 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 cooing that babies do. Mm. It's not because they don't know how to say words. It's that they are speaking a language 
like you know the most ancient of languages that there are and when you get older you for it's not that you learn language as you get older you forget language as you get older yeah wow you know I, I don't want to um, skip over the fact that you literally created life. That yeah. is groundbreaking. As far as paranormal evidence of, of spirits is like concerned, you proved it. You created a spirit. Like you mm-hmm. and, and your wife created a spirit. Like there is, there is no better proof than that right there. Tangible evidence ghosts are real spirits are real like you okay either so i guess this is this is the hardest question okay okay do you think you created a new spirit or did you like did you channel a a previous spirit like are spirits eternal or are they created you know that's 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 a tough question right it's kind of like um like an entropy sort of idea you know, I think, I think you draw on the energy that exists mm. in the universe. I don't think new energy isn't created, but it's like you make a new mix of it, though. So, oh, okay, okay. This is this is like this is genius because okay, if you think about the idea of like the soul mate, right? Like there, we have a soul mate. So that means that like when our souls find our soul mate, then the two souls become one soul, mm-hmm. meaning that like both identities become like dissolved into one identity. And then maybe that identity, because it, it is made of pure love, is then, you know, like somehow channeled. And since it's no longer either person, it can become a new person. Right, but using existing material. And I mean, this can also go back to ancestry too, because, you know, that's just one instance. That's one generation. Take that same process, put it back thousands of years. That's the amount of iterations that that we're coming up with. So, you know, when you say people are unique, uh, you know, one in a million, I mean, yeah, we're working with those numbers of like in the millions, but it's not unique in the sense of, brand new but unique in the sense of variables yes the possibilities and it's all new for this time like we're living Mm. in this numerical year right right and this numerical year is is going to play out a certain way and because we exist as ourselves in this moment we're able to channel and to use the events that are going to happen to our advantage and we wanted to bring the X's and Y's, the they, them's along with us for the ride. Okay. Everybody's is now on the ghost in the scene train. We're choo-chooing back on the uh, reverse underground railroad. Now, you know, you think you're out and they pull you back. You think that you're done with politics. Well, we were going to, you know, handle um, or hand over the the mantle to uh, sleepy skeleton joe biden we're gonna say you know take the wheel and you you ride this um this train this american train for a little while well you know when you're asleep at the wheel sometimes ghosts take over right Mm -hmm. sometimes spirits start to take hold 
And I fear that we have to get back on this on this beat because, like you said earlier, you know, our absence, people have been throwing a lot of fake news in, in, into the atmosphere. And I feel like it's our turn to kind of get the charcoal filters out and, and hit them with some truth, some, some deep truth. Definitely. And here's like when you're talking about the light, Geo, you know, here's the thing. This is a reverse underground railroad. You're going to see the tunnel. It's, you're going to see the most amount of light. And it's going to get progressively more dark because you're going backwards. When you see, say, the light at the end of the tunnel, that's really just the beginning mm. in our scenario. Yes. Right? So you, you have to kind of like flip it around. You, you got to look at this all backwards and upside down because that's the only way any of this is going to make sense. That's and, right. And as you said, Joe, we're being this this train's being run by by ghosts right now. We you know, the last few years we were talking about how more and more ghosts are getting pumped into the White House. That's why it's so white. Mm-hmm. You know, Congress is white, you know, in terms of mostly in terms of membership and in the color of the building. That's right. It's a white it's building. Filled with white people, mostly, and right? It, Yes, and white knuckled because they're under constant stress, right? Um, and yeah, like the White House. I mean, look how white Joe Biden's hair is. Okay, I mean, it got significantly more white in this past year. That's ghosts. That's he's sleeping on a bed of ghosts, and they seep into his hair, and it's bleaching it. Okay, that's that's the Secret Service should be on that. I don't understand why. They don't they ha- have like a, a sage in there, saging, you know, smudging the house like 24-7. No, and it's and it's gotten it's getting to dangerous levels. Like he had to go into surgery for a colonoscopy because he's he's using the toilet and the ghosts are are jumping up off the toilet seat mm-hmm. right up into the right right up into his bum. And they have to surgically remove them. Wow. Now, you know, I mean, I don't know if you've ever had spiritual hemorrhoids, Ooh. okay, but they are painful, okay? And as the president of the United States, the Secret Service should have had, you know, holy water in, in the, the bathroom tanks. That's something that day one, if I was head of security, I would have done, okay? Switched all of the, the tanks from regular water to holy water, okay? So, you know, there are so many things that are overlooked, and it's national security, okay? And it's also paranormal security and interdimensional security. I mean, you know, Joe Biden, you know, God rest his soul, is, is not the most capable man that, you know, he, he used to be. He was under, right? They put him under, meaning like there's – they always tell you when they put you under, there's a chance that you're not coming back, right? There's a chance that you will die. Which means that for all intents and purposes, your soul is away from your body for that moment. It's, it's almost like they induce astral projection. So Joe Biden goes back. You know, he spent 40, 50 years in the Senate, right? Working deals, shaking hands, having lunch with, you know, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, right? They're all playing uh, Frisbee you know, golfing with each other's nephews and, you know, having 
cocktails and you know that kind of thing bloody marys on the golf course so joe biden when he wakes up this guy like i i don't want to say we have definitive proof but what what i think we could say is that joe biden doesn't seem like he is in 2022 he seems like he's in another time and that might be an effect of when they put him under you know yeah, I mean, who's to say like where he traveled to when he's under and who he is when he came back? And, and, and it might be a good thing because if you think about mm. it, like you go back 30 years, it's almost like his soul was rejuvenated by 30 or 40 years. And if you noticed, when since he's been back, he went and did like a marathon one hour and 45 minute press conference the longest i think the guinness book of world records actually gave him they sent him over a gold plaque that he's going to put a you know above the the bust in in the white house in the oval office um of uh, winston churchill and so he, all of that vigor right all of that like gumption and then he i think he blasted trump recently on january 6th as well with a very fiery speech almost as if he's still president you know yeah exactly he's like does he not realize he's the president like mm -hmm. something's going on and 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 it's that like he fell back in time or his soul fell back in time and it's almost like that energy that he's getting is like young energy right and it's good it's i mean like it's we're fi we're finally getting more joe biden like because for the past year he's literally been asleep at the wheel like we don't know where he's been but now we're getting him back but it's different and i think it's like we're gonna keep this um under review we're gonna keep you know looking at this story but the fact that you know there's a new joe biden in town is just very suspect because yeah, that means that they've changed something right and is it intentional is it accidental and who the hell is the Secret Service going to for their paranormal research? Because and like, who's really in charge right now, too? Because if he doesn't even think he's in charge, you know, mm -hmm. then it's again, it, what do you want? Someone who's asleep at the wheel or someone who's just sitting in the back seat thinking he's got like a driver up front, but no one's there. Oh, and then this is what you're saying, too, about and, you know, as far as evidence. Okay, he's got this world record, but you know what was specifically? He was talking about the filibuster, and he gets up on a podium and he won't stop talking. That that sounds like a filibuster, like he's like, trying to filibuster, like he's trying to filibuster the the filibuster. And like <laughs> what we're saying, this whole confusion, like he, he yeah. thinks he's still in the Senate. He's like, you know what's got to fix this? I'm gonna be. Like Jimmy Stewart, I'm going to go up there in front of the whole nation. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk, 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 talk. And, and that solves the problem. And in reality, they're like, sir, you're at a press conference. This is not the Senate floor. And he's like, well, you know, he, all he can see is white. Okay. Mm -hmm. It might be cataracts, right? It, or it might be ghosts that have gotten into his eyes because the shampoo and the water in the White House. And you know, his dermatologist is, isn't going and, and looking at the x-rays with, with the paranormal eyeglass. I mean, it, it's just 
there's so many things that I think if Ghost in the Scene was hired as consultants, we could solve in a day. But it, we're returning for that reason, right? That This is why we're back, because we have something to say. There's news of the day that just gets ignored. And we left with a very important topic, right? Before we became doctors, we were talking about doctors and news broke. And, and, and what's so funny is that like, I don't want to say we called it and I, I, I don't want to say that, but I mean, and kinda... when you listen to the show too, it's, it's not that we called it, Joe. It's that we are, we're professional paranormal investigators. Exactly. We know the story before the story even breaks. Yeah. That's... You know, it's that spiritual intuition that we have. And that's why you listen to us as well. It goes back to our sources, right? We have good sources. We have paranormal sources that don't miss because they cooperate with other ghosts across the ghostly spectrum. And because we live in a multiverse, we're always going to be right, no matter what. That people need to understand that, that ghost in the scene will never be wrong. We will always be right. And this is just an example that we live in a multiverse and we just happen to get this one just right on the head. You know, we don't miss. And I want to continue that with our, with our conversation on Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz recently announced he is running for Senate in Pennsylvania. He wants to replace Pat Toomey, who is stepping down. Uh, he's not going to run for re-election, which means that there is an open seat, nobody to contest, nobody who has, you know, um, name recognition more than Dr. Oz really in the district. So I don't want to say he's a shoe in, but he's running as a Republican to replace a Republican. He has the highest name recognition. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we're, I'm not, we're not from Pennsylvania, so we don't get to vote. And um, that's something that I wanted to bring up because we had mentioned Dr. Oz is a disciple of Oprah as, as, you know, as well as Dr. Phil, but, you know, Dr. Oz seems to be the young ambitious, you know, uh, guy. Dr. Phil seems to be more resigned with being a TikTok daddy. Yeah. But uh, so Dr. Oz, he goes out, runs for Senate and they ask, Oprah, they're like, hey, what do you think? And she just said, like, well, just leave it up to the people, right? It, 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 it's up to the people to decide. Her, her statement was, like, very dry, almost mechanical. One of the great things about our democracy is that every citizen can decide to run for public office. Mehmet Oz has made that decision. Now it's up to the residents of Pennsylvania to decide who will represent them. Like, is that... Like, if, if I was your protege and you said that about me, I would think you hate my guts, right? I mean, it could be. And, you know, Gio, we are talking about this a little bit before the show. We were talking a little bit about Oprah's own political ambitions. Yes. Right? Yes. And there could be something going on behind the scenes here that uh, maybe the protege is trying to overtake his... Oh my God! Yes, you know exactly the the, the, the master here. You know, didn't you say, Joe? There's 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 a little bit because 
let's let's go back in, in that time machine a little bit. 2017, right? Yes. Yes. Oprah is being asked if she wants to run for president. She floats it for she a little while. It. Right. She's like, you know, that could be something that I could do, right? Yeah. And then 2018, she, one year later, she decides mm, it's not something that interests me, right? And then she says she doesn't have the DNA for it. And I think right there, that is the line that's, that is exact. Like, I think you're right. I think that she is almost a little bit like angry that he jumped the gun because she was aligning her run and she needs DNA. She, she needed a certain DNA that she did not have access to. Right, because usually when you hear that phrase, people say, it's in my DNA. Right, or it's not in my DNA. But right? there's a the semantical sort of like switch here. It's, it's not that it's, it's not in her DNA. It's not in my DNA. You know? Right. I don't have the DNA. Yes. What DNA are we talking about? Whose DNA did Oprah want in order like, to be comfortable with running for president? Right? And the thing is, Oprah is a multimillionaire, possibly billionaire. She could afford any, anybody's DNA if she really wanted it, right? And if she was to get her espionage friends, she could find you know, somebody who wiped a little napkin and threw it away, take that DNA from there, and she could have anybody's DNA that she wanted. So what makes me kind of question this is that maybe she is talking about somebody who is already dead, a dead person's DNA which is going to be harder to come across. So I think the question is, what DNA is she talking about? Whose DNA? And I mean, this is something who uh, she wants to run for president. So is it a president that we're talking about here? I mean, I mean, it depends on how the DNA is, right? Is, if it's older than the founding of America, it could be some other world leader uh you know it really could go far back but wow what i'm hearing so far in this story you know i think the who is is still a big question mark mm -hmm. it sounds like my guess is being a doctor did dr oz find the dna before oprah oh my or God. did he make a synthetic version yes i mean being a doctor i've realized there are a lot of things that you can do right along with the paranormal and i had to understand and go through my own schooling to get to this you know place where i am now and dr oz has been a doctor for much longer than i have i mean i've only been a doctor for three or four months dr oz has been a doctor for 30 or 40 years and he has that muscle memory right and i don't know and i think maybe all of this is to say that like she might have tipped off Dr. Oz. I mean, think about it. She said this in 2018 in In Style magazine. I know for a fact that Dr. Oz reads In Style magazine, like he religiously. And so he read that, saw that there is a hunt for the DNA, and he started working. And whether it's synthetic, and I think if, if, if it's synthetic, he's not going to win. Right. I mean, I think that's the proof. It, we will find out if he synthesized this DNA, if he loses the Senate race. 
And if he wins, I think this is a prime candidate for the reverse underground railroad. If not him, his daughter, Daphne. Yes. Now, uh, this is what we wanted to leave you guys on. Nepotism and paranormal nepotism is something that is, is very real in the world. Dr. Oz is officially ending his 13th season run of the Dr. Oz show. Okay. And uh, that is uh, pretty monumental, right? But of course, he's leaving for possibly greener pastures for the white, uh, for the white Senate house, right? But in his stead, the white chamber, perhaps. Yes, the white chamber. I like that. So instead of uh, Dr. Oz's show, you know, being, being prime time, they decided to switch it out with a syndicated version of a talk show called The Chew, starring Daphne Oz, his daughter, as one of the hosts. Okay, uh, Mario Batali, Carla Hall, Clinton Kelly, Michael Simon, and Daphne Oz. I mean, it's basically the, you know, universal, that sort of dark universe they're trying to create. Yes. It's that in a talk show. And, and they eat stuff, okay? So for anybody with misophonia, you can't handle people chewing, this is called the chew, okay? This is your worst nightmare. Um, not only that, but um, Clinton Kelly, if you guys... Um, don't know him. He, he's been a lot of TLC shows, I think, um, for years. But he's a paranormal hunter as well. And I, I'd like to show you evidence A. Clinton Kelly, February 24th, 2017. Now think about that. We've been talking about 2017, 2018 a lot recently. So it, it seems that this year was a paranormal year, Okay. At six, that, that sets its seeds, right? Because when we talk about sp spells, and we've talked about this before, mm -hmm. when you make a spell, you know, sometimes it's something that's immediate and that's a smaller spell. If you want to set a big spell, these, they often take years, sometimes decades to pay off. So there's the, the magical energy that was put into these years, 2017, 2018, are finally now coming to fruition. Absolutely. And I think that'll go to our, our, our next subject. So really quick. So Clinton Kelly, 2017 at 6.36 in the morning says. 6.36, mark that yeah, time. 6.36, guys. Numerology, guys, get your pen and pads out. Woke up at 2 a.m. to pee because apparently that's what old men do. And saw a ghost in my apartment right there. Okay. And he says, I quickly realized it was a ghost of a floor lamp I had relocated two days earlier. Nevertheless, I was wide awake for the next three hours. Okay. Now, him saying that it was the floor lamp, I think, is uh, a simple way of not getting fired, right? People who, who say they see ghosts, they, they don't survive long in Hollywood. But, I mean, he said it right there. He saw a ghost at his apartment at 2 a.m., and then was awake for three hours. And why would you stay awake for so long if you're like, oh, it's just a lamp? Exactly. What would keep you up? Why? Yeah. What is so scary about a lamp, right? Exactly. That's, that's right there. So Clinton Kelly, 
knows what the paranormal is, right? He works on the Chew. He works with Daphne Oz. Maybe he was able to help Dr. Oz with his, you know, his DNA search. You never know. But the fact is, you know, nepotism is real. And there was something brewing, like you said, in 2017, 2018. And the same brewing was happening with our old friend, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin is, is a tragic case study in like maybe going to method being too paranormally you or know synced the, with somebody right or the dangers also of like getting involved in the magical realm in the dark arts and not being prepared absolutely you know if if you know we were at the stature that we are today then and we were consulted there's a way to do this safely and responsibly. And I think that's a big part of our show is to advocate, you know, not against the magical, the spiritual, but to, to be responsible. Absolutely. Because if you're not responsible, this is, a, as Gio was saying, a case study of when you're irresponsible or, you know, you get cocky and you don't think about your consequences, it leads to tragic and devastating consequences and you know it, not just to you but it affects everyone and ultimately is a big reason why the, the magical world has such a bad rap exactly stuff like this happens people don't watch themselves and they get burned and they burn people around them mm -hmm. and and what's really hard about this is we've been following alec baldwin we've been following the baldwin family for years literally years okay we know this guy like the back of our hand and when we saw what happened when we were on hiatus the tragedy of what happened on the rust set you know the 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 death of i think it was the the cinematographer the associate cinematographer the 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 cinematographer of the film helena was, hutchins yes helena may hutchins she rich, may, may she rest in peace and you know the tragedy of that event <clears throat> as preventable as it was down the line right i mean that's there is something you know about alec baldwin where he goes you know silent and then he goes public and the way that he handled it was just just awful but getting to 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 where he got right to to the accident to to what he was doing Rob, when we were talking about it before, you made the observation that was just groundbreaking. Um, and, it, and so it's, a, it's the angle that none of the mainstream media dares to touch. Exactly. It's, it's too close to the truth. And it, and it really is the truth. I mean, it, it truly is something that like, as soon as you said it, it just clicked. Now you said that Donald Trump, somebody that Alec Baldwin had played for years, had once said that he could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and get away with it. Now, we know how well Alec acted as Trump. And we talked about how, you know, it was too much and that, you know, he had to pass the baton and that he passed the baton to, you know, people that he trusted, right? But the fact is, you know, the intensity 
doesn't leave, right? And like you were saying, when you play with fire and you don't have the proper, you know, flame retardant gear and the, you know, all of the stuff that you need to, you know, have safety involved, you're bound to hurt something. You're bound to hurt somebody. And I believe that there is something deep in his, you know, his paranormal psyche that compelled him to enact this, this saying, this phrase, right? He willed it to happen. And, and, you know, and we're not saying he consciously went out and with murderous intent. Mm -mm. What we're saying is he played a character who had murderous intent in the, in their heart. Exactly. And that's the thing about spells. You know, we're talking about spells before. And, and if you don't know how to enact a spell, it will ricochet in a way that you don't, you can't even see. So, you know, playing Donald Trump, he, he says that phrase to be glib because, you know, it will rile people up, you know, to, to own the libs. Mm -hmm. But what really, you know, what we we're saying before about speech, you know, everything is a spell in a sense. He put that energy out there. Yes. And four years later about you know maybe five years from the time of that saying mm -hmm. the the that magic comes whizzing back and exactly and it just for a moment it was enough to squeeze the trigger for a moment it was enough to like the paranormal i mean it's you're know, saying too right i mean it's not just like the, the point of the, of the trigger it's that everything that led up to that tragic event and him as a producer hiring the, the irresponsible people. Exactly. He was involved in that as well. You know, people talked about him as the actor and, you know, it is tragic in that sense of him having to, to be the one on the other side, but he's also involved behind the scenes. He's hiring people mm -hmm. that aren't doing safe, the proper safety protocols. Like people Trump. are walking like Trump. People are walking off set these days. You know, he's using losing his union labor and using scab labor like Trump. Like Trump. Right. And you know, each of these are little little bricks that are stacking up on top of each other that lead to this tragic event. And yes, there's others responsible, but it's like we're saying of that that indirectness of, and, of what and, a spell can take and, and all the different people it can possess. And like, like you said, you know, like it's, it's the fact that like, it's everything that leads up to it. And the fact that he plays Trump for this long. And then now you see the pattern that like, he's still playing Trump mm -hmm. that in, in, in reality, Trump never left his body that maybe there's an affectation that he just can't shake. And that affectation has turned him into the thing that he had been acting and railing against for years. Because the way that he responds, right, is like Trump. He's like defensive and he has all of these, you know, excuses. And, you know, it is exactly in the playbook of the person that he was parroting. And, you know, it's, it's weird to see this happen to somebody that we have been following for all these years, you know, to see the, like, the final result of, of, of what, you know, he, like the deal that he made, because at the end of the day, he's working in Hollywood, he's working with the powers that be and people make deals 
And sometimes they don't understand the fine print. And I feel like he's just, you know, one mistake too many. And, and this is what happens. And, you know, as, as far as the rest of the, uh, the Baldwin family is concerned, you know, we don't know what, what they, they have to say about it. People are really tight lipped about this whole thing. So um, not sure we'll be revisiting uh, good old Alec very, very much in the future. I mean, we'll see. I mean, this is all still in the middle. You know, they, they still have investigations being played out, and um, we'll see how this affects the community in a while. Because it's, you know, a lot of people in filmmaking, you know, not everyone, most people that are working in Hollywood are not celebrities. They're people like Helena Hutchins, who yeah. are putting in their work day in, day out for the love of the craft. And you know, they, these are the people that can get most affected by, by these celebrities and by these, by this power that's mm-hmm. being created. And, um, you know, we'll see if what this sort of story can also affect the way that these people that are giving, you know, basically their, their lives, in this case, literally giving their life for, for their, for their artwork, uh, how they want to interact with it and how what and discovering their own power of, exactly of yeah being able to say you know we're putting all of the power in this production to these like a-list people mm-hmm. how can we collectively own this power ourselves so that's going to be another thing to follow from this and i think we we are uh, uh, you know we're on the side of 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 the people that are behind the scenes you know, that includes um, everybody that, you know, like doesn't get in their name on the credits that, that worked on the project. You know, that includes ghosts as well. Ghosts work, you know, very hard on, on, on everything as well. They're behind the scenes, even behind behind the scenes. And, you know, we're going to um, champion everybody here. Um, and we're going to hold the people accountable when we find they're responsible. And so I'm really glad that we're back. It feels good to speak truth to power once again, Rob. I missed it. I really did. And and I missed I missed being your co-host. Gio, hi, it's always a pleasure to be with you. It's always so good to be with you too, listener. Thank you for sticking with us through all these years. Uh, you know, we have gone on over five years now, Gio. That's that's some talking about numerology. That is some powerful yes. numerology there. And we are still only getting stronger with each day you know shout out to everyone that comes on the show to yes. speak with us from the very beginning to now all of you we love you so so much and you know i, I i'm glad that we didn't have that time to recharge and research totally. totally uh we're retooled so please 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 stay in the scene uh because it only gets better from here everyone <laughs> That's right. Five years of research, and it feels like we're finally getting to the meat of it. You know, we're getting to the center of the earth with, with this next um, iteration of our of our show. This next year is going to be a, a heavy, intense year, and we're going to give you the truth, and we're going to give it to you with some levity as well. So uh, keep your eyes on the screen and stay extreme. We love you. We love you, and remember, Gio, this five years going to our sixth year. Oh our God. first six year. Wow. The number six. Get ready, so, guys. Hold on to your seats, everyone. Oh, my God. Here we go. See you guys next time. Bye-bye.